Hi everyone, welcome to Mummy Matters. Today I sit down with a very special mum who has grown two businesses while stepping foot into her own motherhood journey. She's a great example to exemplify the saying, anything is possible when you put your mind to it. The owner of Mint and Pink Events, it's Shivani Ravel. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know that we've been trying to kind of have this conversation since probably mid-June. Yeah. Um, but something's always come in the way. Something, you know, there's always been a spanner in the works, um, but we're finally here now. So yeah. you want to just start off by introducing yourself and maybe telling us your journey, how you started, what made you start your own business? Thanks for having me. Um, like I said to you, I feel a bit weird talking about the journey, um, but I think it's important that people who who are kind of running their own businesses and things talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and I know you feel the same. So, hi, I'm Shivani. <laughs> um, I have two little girls. Aria is three years old and Isla is about to be two. So they're quite young. And if you've met them, anyone who's met them is they'll know that they're very demanding. Um, and as you said, we've been trying to get this in the diary for so long, but one of them has always been ill. So, and that's just the story of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got to, at the moment, I have two businesses. Um, one is Mint and Pink events and one is Brilliant Birthdays. Um, Mint and Pink is event decor and Brilliant Birthdays is children's party entertainment. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I do now. Um, how did it start? Um, well, actually, it's a bit of a weird start because I didn't, it, these weren't the two businesses I started a long time ago. Um, so my background is in fashion. So growing up, I always wanted to be a bridal wear designer. Um, I studied fashion. I went into fashion. I was buying for the high streets. So I kind of, I went down the fashion route um, and then um, ended up at a fintech company um, and moved out of fashion. And that was a, that was a pretty big step. Um, but I did that because at that point I decided that I was going to start my own bridal wear business because I had, I'd studied it. I'd learned what I needed to. Um, one of my sister-in-laws has a bridal boutique. So I knew that at some point I had to just do it. Yeah. And it's something I always wanted to do. So I started a bridal wear company, um, a design company where I was kind of doing bespoke bridal wear designs. And alongside that, I started a bridal makeup business because I had this, I had it in me that I could do that. And um, and yeah, so I, st- I, I started this joint company. Um, it went really well for a couple of years. And then I got pregnant with Aria. And um, I had, I suffered with HG, which is hyperemesis gravidarum, which is that insane sickness throughout the pregnancy. So from like having a really, a really cool day job and a really cool business on the side, I went from, from doing that to literally not even being able to open my mouth and speak or get out of bed or any of these things. Like anyone who's had really bad morning sickness or hyperemesis itself will know what this feels like. Yeah. And so that's when I started feeling really 
guilty. Um, and that's when the sort of mother and woman guilt and kind of life approach changed a little bit because I couldn't go to work. I was signed off sick, um, instantly feeling guilty that I'd let the team down. What were people going to think of me? Um, one of my colleagues at work was also pregnant, happily going in every day, you know, doing her job, manage, like managing life, whereas I couldn't even get out of bed. So at that point, I was, I was quite self-aware. Um, I would try and push myself to go into work. And then I'd spend about four days back in bed being sick because it's not um, doing anything takes it all out of you. So already in my head, I'm kind of like, okay, so if this is how the next nine months are going to go, what if it doesn't go away? Because um, there are some cases where after you've had the baby, you still have the sickness. Mm -hmm. So I, I started thinking about all of these things and how I, how I was going to do life or how we were going to do life, me and Hashiv. So anyway, so the whole pregnancy came and went. I was barely in work. In the back of my head, I'm worried about keeping my job. Um, yeah, just everything that that comes with pregnancy illnesses. And I think a lot of women feel this, even if, I mean, my company was like amazing, amazing. Um, my manager at the time, she's honestly one of the most inspiring people that I've ever met. And so it wasn't about the company, but it's it's that that guilt that's already in that that's set into you already that you've grown up seeing it um as a woman's issue whereas it's not when I had Aria went on maternity leave everything is normal and then I had Aria and I was then like catapulted into parenthood which is which is a massive change from you know from not being from yeah. not being a parent <laughs> um and I started to think about how I wanted life to be and hearing stories from friends who have kids, going to nursery, going to work, going to school, talking to everyone around me and, and just sitting down with Harsha, my husband, and talking about how we, what we want our family life to look like. Um, Aria's nursery is eight to 5.30 which would mean when I went back to work, I would probably not get into the office until about 9.30. And this is, this is pre-COVID. Pre so that whilst there was a lot of working from home, it wasn't the done thing. So thinking about how we would manage that and the, you know, do we want, do we want Aria to be in nursery five days a week, only see us in the morning, in the evening, and then at weekends, like, we're just kind of talking about what we wanted to do and I always knew I wanted to have a business um, because I'd done it so so many times in the past um, but I just didn't know what so when I had Aria I absolutely loved clothes but my background was still fashion um, and so I started a baby and toddler clothing line and it was called Mint and Pink Designs I think I managed to get out maybe one or two lines and it was really good. I think I did two seasons really well. And then Aria started growing up and needing more from me. Um, I couldn't just put her down and 
and you know she'd sit there and that's fine she'd play with her toys she needed more interaction um and that was the whole point of this that you know if I'm at home and I'm trying to run a business to be able to be at home I wanted to be at home and kind of teach her and play with her and you know all of these things that you want to do as a mum so that got really really difficult because I was trying to design my third line and it was just it was impossible I was kind of working all hours Aria wasn't sleeping getting ill like all of the things that come with having a baby yeah and so I kind of was just plateauing where I was selling the stuff I already had knowing that I needed to do the next line to be able to have something for when all of this stuff sold out um but never really managing to get there so I was like, okay, this is not going to work. It's the reason I stopped bridal wear design. It's the reason I stopped makeup. I still absolutely love those things. Um, I'm quite a creative person. So anything like that, I'm like, if someone else can do it, I can do it. Like, that's how I think. Yeah. And it's probably quite foolish of me to think that, but that's, that's the personality that's got me to where I am. And the reason I stopped all of those things was because you are constantly at the mercy of someone else where, like, for example, brides, you don't have a choice. They have their wedding. You have to get things done according to their timeline. You have to be up and ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. If my child is sick, what if? Yeah. Like there were just too many variables. And I, yeah, I, I couldn't carry on doing that. I was at this point where I had done my two lines. I was trying to do a third, I couldn't do it. And so I started thinking about, again, to the drawing board what do I want to do like I can't grow this in my current life state um and at this point I was still due to return to work but I still always wanted something else on the side that hopefully I could grow and turn into something else anyway long story short we went to one of my friend's son's birthday party and I saw this balloon arch on the wall I was like this looks really fun and I didn't say anything I just kept looking at it and then we got home and I said to Harshiv I was like what if we add some sort of children's entertainment or activities or something into mint and pink Um, it could be something that Ari is involved in um, because I'd spent a majority of her sort of first six to nine months going to classes every day with my NCT group um seeing all my friends with babies so I was really I think after having Aria I changed as a person completely um I don't know have like did you feel like this I when think you... I think you're, you're you're kind of hitting the nail on the head in a lot of aspects <laughs> like sorry <laughs> trying to trying to like almost spin loads of plates at the same time you know going in with this thinking that I can do it all but then finding out that actually it's you can't do it all you you no. can do things if it's done in a certain way but trying to do things all at the same time and have everyone at their 100 percent, you know successful demand rate it's, it's not yeah. gonna happen no like something has to give every now and again yeah um exactly. so 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 yeah I, I completely agree that you know, when you, when you become a mom, I think you go in with all these expectations that, yeah, it's going to be like this and it's going to be like this. And it's going to be plain sailing. Yeah. You know, baby will sleep. I'll get my job done. Yeah. Right that way. Like, yeah. Completely relate to what you're saying. Um, like, growing up, um, when, you know, when you think about what your life purpose was, mine was always to be a mom, but 
And I know that sounds very like 50s, you know, I want to grow up and be a mum and that, that's my ultimate life purpose. Yeah. But what that, I don't think people think about what that means is that means not just, not just be a mum, be a good mum. Yeah. And when I had Aria, like, you know, you see loads of these reels and things like that about like people making jokes about how you parent before becoming a parent. And you say, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. I mean, until you've had your child, you have no idea what's going to, what's going to happen. And um, for the first few months, Aria didn't sleep in her cot or her bed or her sleep head or anything. I think um, we had a Moses basket that she just literally, uh, well, I think I used for laundry. I think she ever slept in it. So she was just on me the whole time. And I'm like, okay so we're gonna spend seven hours of the day like this what else can I do like I need I I want to do something but I don't know I don't know what I can do so yeah we went to this birthday party came home and um I said Tash I was like do you think that like did you see did you notice the balloons in that room and this is this was in 2019 when balloon decoration was becoming really popular but not as popular as it is now yeah so people were starting to look at these things and think oh actually balloons like I still sound ridiculous saying it but balloons are becoming a luxury thing and so I (laughs) I just decided that we were going to do it and I had no like no experience on making balloons I literally didn't know anything about it I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just put the word out there that I was going to do it and hoped that at some point it would, it would work. Yeah. So I think I started advertising that we're doing, we're doing this. Um, I forced one, I forced one of our friend's sisters to have some balloons for her birthday, even though I think it was a really small birthday. She didn't need balloons, but I made her have them. And that was our first job. And, and it's, it's grown since then. Um, COVID obviously had a massive impact because we couldn't go and do these things for the first few months. And then we were, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I, I got to learn a lot. I got to, I focused a lot on training, um, on the different services, on on ARIA, on how, how I was going to make this work, basically. Um, because I think by so this was in September. We had our first, I did my first balloon arch in September. And then by December, I was already booked through to next August. That's amazing. But then COVID. So yeah, um, yeah COVID was, everything stopped. And we just had to take a step back and just go with it. And yeah, and so when it started back up again, we, you know, we started doing things. By this point, I was about five months pregnant had hyperemesis again, but this time, um, bar the first three months that were really hard, but it was lockdown anyway. So I didn't, I didn't have to go out and do things. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. And I think timing played such a big part as well. So the first three months I didn't, yeah, I didn't do much on mint and pink. I was just trying to not be sick. And, and then as soon as we were starting to like be allowed to go and do these things go and meet side and things like that clients were a bit more open to having someone in and making the balloons and then going away um um 
and you know clients were really worried about covid and so was i so we just pushed through made it work in fact one of the biggest things that happened was that my husband was on gardening leave for a few months and so he was looking after aria like all day every day and i don't think it would have been possible for me to go out and do all these events and you know really ramp up the profile of the company talk to suppliers, talk to clients, talk to partners and grow the company in the way if, um, you know, if Harship wasn't there to look after Aria because if he had to go to work, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So like I said, I think timing has worked out really well for us and we've been very lucky in that respect. Um, And fast forward to February this year. So I think I've got, I've got a bit of a, problem in that I can't I can't just sit still on something that works um I'm sure you probably feel the same having your own blog and stuff thinking about like okay cool we're here what's next yeah and I think I'm always thinking about like five to ten other things that will grow the company or I need to do outside of the company to make sure that overall the company is successful we get the family life we want. Um, but it does mean that my brain is never just focused on one thing. So I guess it never stops, right? Like you're always, it doesn't, dogs are always working. Um, Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And you'll hear this in a lot of podcasts, like people talk about how amazing it is to have your own business and like the cool side of it that, you know, you can wake up when you want, you can go to sleep when you want. Actually, it's the complete opposite. When it is not your own company, it's a lot easier to focus, to go in. You've got set goals. You've got a company objective that someone else has set that you are helping to work towards. Um, but I mean, no one's setting these for me. It's just, I've got to do it. Yeah. So you can go into work and be like, okay, right, five o'clock, I'm done. I can switch off from that and I can focus on something else. Yeah. I don't know about you, but even like when when I go out, I'm still thinking like, I'll see things and like, I love like a spark moment and they're like oh this would be good for this and this would be good for this and you're just you're just thinking about okay how am I going to make it work how am I going to make it grow how am I going to balance everything and yeah you know somehow achieve that life that you know you kind of want for yeah. yourself for your family for your kids yeah. um so yeah I completely completely agree with what you're saying yeah yeah so you know with mint and pink I was at a stage where I was like it's a lucky and great stage to be and we were getting so many inquiries but I'm one person I can't I couldn't go and fulfill them all so I had to grow the team yeah and I started to talk to you know people who wanted to be involved other partners and eventually started building a team to kind of go and do the like do these events alongside me um so that we a were able to keep our clients gain more clients and just grow how I wanted the company to grow and so one of the one of the things that I had been thinking about for a while ever since I started well to be honest ever since before I started Mint and Pink it was um, like having a messy play or a monkey music or something like that Um, like a, a baby class because like I said my whole identity had changed I I had become a mum and that was literally it like I think it's taken like a good 
few years for me to start getting some aspects of my old personality back since pre-pregnancy, which is not a bad thing. It's just I see life differently now and there are different things that are important. And sometimes you don't have a choice. Like if my kid wakes up at four o'clock, I am up at four o'clock. There is nothing I can do about that. Um, and that means that that whole day, any plans I have, I'm going to be exhausted. So actually how, you know, it, it's the new, it is the new normal. New normal, yeah. So the things that excited me, well, that used to excite me, like <laughs> being able to go out and see my friends, um, it was more stuff like, oh, that's a really, that was a really nice class. Like Aria really enjoyed herself. Um, I didn't get to do any classes with Isla because she's a COVID baby. I wanted to do something like kids activity wise. And now that the event side of things was working really well, people were asking me if I knew anyone to come and do children's entertainment. So I think probably summer last year, I started thinking about the entertainment side of things like properly and how I was going to combine it. Do I need to go and start doing some training? I don't have any time to do training because I'm working full time on Mint and Pink and the family. And so I started reaching out to entertainers to kind of come on board and form partnerships and things like that. And it, I'm too impatient. I need things done there and then. Like by this point, it had taken me three and a half years to build Mint and Pink up to where it was. I just was not going to do that again. Again, I'm sure like you, when you're thinking about doing things, you want, you just want everything done there and then. Um, it's a massive flaw. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good personality trait to have um, because it means that you're, you're impatient just with everything as well. It doesn't just, it's not just about work. I think as a mother, you always want to kind of retain a little bit of that identity for yourself. And I think because motherhood is so life-changing, like you don't, you can't prepare yourself for it. I think it's just one of these things, once it comes and once it happens, you kind of just have to just pick yourself up and just run with yeah. it. And I think that's how my life has become anyway. You just like, anything comes your way, you have to, to just kind of just do what you can, make the most of it and just keep going. And I think that's yeah. that's the biggest like sort of thing that I've learned from motherhood of having yeah. three. It's like, you you can't stop. You can't wait around. You can't, like you're saying, you know, I'm impatient too. Like I like, I like to do things, yeah. get somewhere. And if yeah. I don't, then I'm like, right, okay, what's next? We have to find a different route. Like yeah. route. let's find a different route. Um, yeah. I think this identity thing is a big thing for a lot of moms and a lot of people don't get it. Like there's been times where I've had conversations with people and people would be like, yeah, but now you're a mother. You're a mother now. Like, and I'm like, so like, yeah, it make no difference if I'm a mother yeah. or not. That's, that's my role, but it's not who I am. It's part of who I am. I'm still, I'm still racking. I've still got yeah. stuff to do. I've still got hopes and dreams. Um, yeah. Just cause you're, you're become a mother. You can't just like, you don't just say okay that's it now it's all about the kids because it's not yeah they need they need to see you just as much like striving and wanting to be somewhere and that will inspire them to have that same mentality like, like for example with the podcast yeah you've been I've been working on an advert to put out right and yeah. I'm not joking my kids have been the one who have been helping me like even today yeah. before the podcast we were doing it and they were standing yeah. there Considering they're like nearly nine, six and nearly three, they're literally standing there saying, no, you need to change this. You need to do this. This don't look good. That don't look good. Change it like this. Change it. And it just it goes to show like how much of a drive they have to see exactly what I'm doing. And like, what a great story that is. Like if, you know, if it 
pushes them to want to do something outside the ordinary you know they don't they don't just grow up thinking that oh I'll go to school I'll go to uni I'll find a nice I'll find a really good job and I'll have a salary like if they start opening their mind at this age like how amazing could that be because there's so many people like us as well so if that whole generation the whole next generation start thinking like that yeah then like imagine the change that society and like the world I know it sounds ridiculous but like imagine the change that's what it's about isn't it it's about progression and I think that's what it's all about like especially for for the whole point of this podcast is to try and change that narrative especially for us moms like you know I just feel like there's so much emphasis on moms having to compromise you know like even even when we do these do like when you have your meetings for example you have to make sure it ties in with you know your kids timetables yeah it, it you know you're you're working around your home life your husband you know, nothing should nothing should come in the way no um, while you're trying to do that but yeah in actual fact it should be like you're trying to achieve this there must be other people that could step in for you and take over that while you get on with your life as well but I don't yeah. think that that is always the case like I, no. I always find it's it's almost like we as mothers like live by this word called compromise that we have to always see everything I mean like you said we have to be at someone's mercy all the time yeah Yeah. Um, and I think that's a narrative that I think has been passed down from generations I think it is a generational thing that you know but hopefully in the next generation they're obviously seeing there's a lot more mums out there now that are are striving to you know build themselves and educate themselves and be something in life other than you know just sitting at home or or working for someone you know they're doing something other than that and I think that 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 obviously will help the next generation especially the girls in the next generation know yeah. that they can break that ceiling they can you know they don't have to be yeah. just down here they can actually strive for and be something yeah other. exactly yeah. and like something you just said there having kids growing up seeing different things like for example my husband does pretty much all the housework it's impossible for me to do it and he knows that Mm. and as a family we have you know we have our roles and um it didn't it didn't start this way um when I like if I when I didn't have my business it you know was still hard because I was navigating like a new parent life um but I still had a bit more time to you know cook clean the normal things of running a household luckily I've not felt the pressure of being solely responsible for it don't get me wrong I feel the guilt all the time when there is and it is all my stuff because I just don't have time to clear it up um there's just stuff everywhere like the kids toys are all around the place my stuff like the the two businesses I have come with a lot of like actual baggage (laughs) so I've taken over half of the house with all of my things, but it does spill into the rest of the house. Yeah. And when you don't have when you don't have the time to sort things out, I think that's one of I think that's one of the hardest things is that you have all of these not I don't know another way to say it, but you have you have these wants and needs that you need you feel like you need to do in the house yeah. um, or outside the house. Like, in fact, I read a, um, I was listening to a podcast by, uh, what's her name? Holly Tucker. 
and she's she's one of the founders of not on the high street and she's got this really cool blog um, and website and company it's called holly.co and i literally think anyone who is a female trying to start any sort of business should read it um, especially people who have families because there's like there's just loads of advice and things on there and you know holly tucker not on the high street she's really successful but she mentioned a book um, that was written in like the 90s, 1980s and it it talks about emotional labor so this is basically all of the things that women have it's like a, a hidden to-do list like a mental to-do list that has always been a w- woman's role a majority of the time it, it still is but no one talks about it so you've got this like massive load in your mind I'm talking things like we've got a birthday coming up we need to get a present for that make sure the card's done um Aria's clothes don't fit her I need to order some new clothes um so it's not literal physical things like daily clearing up daily cooking it's just those things you can get support on things that are just down to you and have been down to you as a woman for decades like that's how we've been brought up is you know there are certain things that you are your responsibility like I don't think I would ever we've got loads of weddings coming up I don't think I'd leave that to Hashiv because it's just it's not a it's not the done thing b you know I'll, I'll sort that out. Yeah. Um, but what that means is, I think I've been saying this for maybe two months now that I need to go through the girls' cupboards. I managed to do Isla's one day. Aria's is still sitting there, which means that there's about five to 10 massive vacuum-packed bags of clothes that need to go in and out of the cupboard that have just been sitting there. So it's something that's there, like, prominently. I know I need to do it. I haven't got the time to do it because what do I do? Do I reply to this really important customer? Do I take this interview? Do I cook dinner? Do I sort the clothes out? Like, what do I do? What's the most important? And housework always falls to the bottom because it can for me. Um, I think I'm very lucky in that hardship does, like, I don't even have to think about laundry, which is amazing. Um, He he just sorts that out. I, I don't have to think about it. And so like when he went away for the last, <laughs> last weekend, he went away for a few days. I was like, oh, I can't remember the last time the bed sheets were changed. It's that kind of thing. So it's like, I'm, I'm actually very lucky. Um, and he'll, he'll come and, you know, just sort the house out in like three or four hours because he can. Yeah. And what you were saying about having to compromise. So yes I get I can do all of these things because he helps but if he has something in the diary I can't do them so the priority is still work always comes first so you know if he has a work event I can't I have to make sure that I can't take any anything else that that evening yeah so you do like I agree you do have to always look at other people's diaries to be able to manage your own life even if what you're doing is for the business or for the family or anything like that yeah it's not you know it's not often so it's fine but it is one of those things that you are the lowest priority if that makes sense yeah yeah so how do you navigate you know like when when you've got something really important that needs to be done and there's a spanner in the works something goes wrong is there something you do to kind of sort it out do you have a good support system do you rely on them like how does it work 
So overall, I do have a great support system. When we were buying the company earlier this year, there was a lot of time that I needed to meet the old business owner, do a handover. You know, I was about to buy and take over a new company and then merge it with my own. Yeah. So it was it was something I had to plan for in terms of time. The girls, um, they don't they they're only nursery two and a half days. So so I had to make sure that this was a physical in-person kind of learning process and training. And it was not something that could be could just be handed off or like rescheduled, even though it was a couple of times. This was sort of, you know, a few months of really hard in-person work and. So I had to basically ask my mum and my mother-in-law to just be around when I needed them. I would plan for nursery days, but my kids are always ill. So I also have to plan for the fact that they might not go to nursery that day. So a lot of the training was done over Zoom. We did have to reschedule the in-person ones, which meant that actually taking over the business took a little bit longer than it needed to. Or or that it would have done if if I didn't have children mm. and I was kind of responsible for my own time only. So yeah, I do have a great support system, but they, um, you know, they've got their own appointments. They've got their own friends. I can't, they're my children. I can't, I can't just palm them off to, to their grandparents um, because that's not why I'm, that's not why I'm doing this. We, yeah. you know, we've chosen a life where Parshiv at the moment, you know, sees them maybe half an hour a day. I do as much as I can in that day to make sure that our future is an iteration of life that we want it to be. Yeah, I mean, look, things when things happen, I just I just have to stop and pause. Like yesterday, Aria was so ill that, and this has never happened, she she wouldn't actually physically get off me. So I had to hold her. I have this random like table stand that I put on the sofa. So I'm holding her in one hand and typing with one hand because I have full teams that I'm trying to manage. I've got employees. I've, I'm responsible for so much more than what's happening at home. But home always comes first and I can't change that. So honestly, I, I don't know what the perfect solution is to that. I don't think there is one. I think it's something that changes day by day, judging on what's going on. Um, And I just take a look at the whole situation and say, what can be put off to tomorrow? What can I do in the evening? What has to be done now? Who can do something instead of me today? And what are the things that are so crucial to that day that if I don't do them, I'm going to lose out. The company is going to lose out. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a prioritizing at that, literally at that moment in time, but that, that recipe won't work the next day because everything's changing all the time. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. I think people are so fixed on a right way, if you like, whereas the right way is not like what's right for me won't be right for you. You have to do what's right for you. You have to go with what works for you. And I think that's, that's like the biggest thing. Like people go in with all these expectations thinking, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so's child sleeps through, so my child should be sleeping through, otherwise it's wrong. You know, like simple things like that, for example. Um, but then if you take it with a pinch of salt and say, okay, it's good if they sleep all night, but if they yeah. don't, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't make you a bad parent. You know, you, it just means that you're going to have to navigate 
your day-to-day -day differently because you're probably going to be sleep deprived you're probably going to have you know a child who probably wants more from you um but yeah. i think if people start especially mothers if they start thinking along them lines as opposed to saying oh well so and so is doing this so i yeah. should be doing it like that I think it would change so much of our day-to-day -day stresses. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of competition between mothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's unsaid, but it's there. And it was there for me at the beginning as well. Um, not many of my friends had had children at that point. So I kind of navigating, doing it by myself, like not having people in my situation um like my own my own circle of friends and things like that didn't quite understand what it was like I think at that point it was quite lonely because you you're trying to do all this stuff by yourself but also trying to be the person you were trying to keep up with your social circles your friends etc cetera, etc cetera. and I think I've I think that's been one of the hardest things over the last like four or five years running a business and running business as a mum, running a business itself is ridiculous. It's just so hard. I've got so much, I'm just in awe of people who actually do it and, and are successful and have the lives they want from it. As a mother as well, it is impossible. So trying to explain that to someone else who A, isn't a mother or hasn't got that experience around them is, is hard. So you know, being able to say to my friends all the time, no, I can't come out, Ari's ill, or we've planned something months in advance. Nope, Ari's ill. I think it's a running joke actually in my NCT group that whenever they have get togethers, I'm always never there. So yeah, it just, it is what it is. And I've spent a lot of time over the last four or five years, just taking a step back and working on myself so that none of this affects me anymore priorities have changed. yeah priorities have changed yeah. but I also think that you like mums we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do to be certain people to keep up with all of our friends to keep up with all the family to you know facetime seven different people a day to cook healthily all the time make sure, our kids, every day, every yeah, <laughs> make sure our kids get all the nutrients they need um not only eating healthy are they eating a variety like are they excited by their food just all of these different pressures that you go through then now I'm kind of like you know what it doesn't matter if my kids eat waffles and beans two days in a row they'll survive and they do um if you know if my parents can't look after Aria or you know Aria and Isla both don't want to be with anyone else or anything that happens it's like what is the worst that is going to happen now yeah yeah so when it comes so, to like when it comes to work you're probably going to have to put in a lot of boundaries right like healthy boundaries like mommy's working or you know like even on the other side like if someone's trying to need something doing and you're busy at home with the kids or whatever um you're going to have to set certain boundaries so how do you how do you navigate through that and what do you do if like people overstep the boundaries <laughs> um so I mean the people who look after the kids are my in-laws and my mum and I've made an office in the conservatory and like one of the other rooms so I mean I can literally show you like that there is yeah. the lounge <laughs> that's 
that's the main challenge. So they can see me here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't have boundaries. I if you have any advice on how to set them, please let me know. I'm from you. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like I can yeah. set boundaries either. I we've made it very clear that this is where mummy works. This is mummy's space. If they come in, it's very much like mummy's office, not just oh, you can go in there and play with everything. And I yeah. mean, my business is loons and children's party stuff. Like it is literally a circus for them here. They yeah. absolutely love it. Um, like the other day we've, so I've got these, I've got, you know, like the baby sensory maracas. Yeah. I've got about 600 of those here. Wow. <laughs> They're all tied up nicely in a bag. So I left the room one way and I came in and the kids had managed to come in and open and just let everything spill out. And I was just like, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> so you just tidy it up, send them back on their way. Um, there's, it's hard to have boundaries like that because they're doing you a favor. Mm. So I can't, I, or I wouldn't ever say, why have you let them in here? You're supposed to be watching them. Like, it's not, it's a blessing that they can help. So I find it very difficult to have boundaries. Um, yeah, I mean, that goes for like even work life and personal life. There's just no, I'm, I'm at home. I, I'm not away from it. Um, so it's, it's very difficult to manage that situation. There's, there, is, there is a blur, of course, it's gonna be a blur because the kids are here. Yeah. So do you find working from home is difficult? Yes. Would, do you think going to going like to another place to work outside of the home? Do you think that would be easier? Because I hear this all the time that oh, being at home is so great. You know, everyone's at home and you can get on what you can you want to do while you know people are doing whatever they need to do. Um, but obviously, I know from running a home business that isn't the case. Um, no. There's a lot of grey area, um, and there's a lot of times where you have to kind of just deal with whatever's going on as well as doing what you're doing. How do you find that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, there's a massive case of the grass is greener. When you're at home and you're trying to run a business um, and grow that business, there's a massive, well, for me, I found that my biggest problem is focus. So I will be trying to do something and then if the kids are at home, I'll hear that one of them is crying, one of them is screaming, mummy. If I wasn't here, I wouldn't hear that. It would have no effect on me. I could carry on with my emails and get on with it. But I do. So then my focus is gone. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. Or for me, it's, it's a focus thing. And, you know, you're walking around the house, even if you're, you're just going to the toilet or you're going to get a drink, you see about 50 other things on the way that you should be doing or that haven't been done or need to be done. And then you're you're deciding, do I just do those or shall I go back to work? Like it's it's that blur between personal and work that is very prevalent at home. But if you were out in an office, you would never turn around and be like, oh, I should probably be doing the laundry. Like you just, it wouldn't even occur to you. Yeah. So I think working at home is very hard. I know that people who have to go into the office every day would say the opposite because they physically have to get up and get dressed. Like at least the perks of being at home is that, you know, I can literally just shove a top on, 
some leggings and and that's it I'm yeah. I'll go <laughs> yeah. It, yeah make coffee and go yeah. yeah um so I think it is a the grass is greener but it is a very difficult situation when you're really trying to grow your business because you can't you don't have the space mm. to think at home so what would you say would be your like top three tips for any moms that are thinking of starting a business or moms that are already in business I mean what would you because you've got two businesses now right so you're a pro now so, so what would you what would you kind of say is your top three like, advice it's really weird I I I, I want advice. I literally listen to podcasts all day and all night trying to find the advice. <laughs> Start your business before having kids. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but if, that's, if that is a feasible option and you're thinking about it, doing it before children won't be easy, but it might be easier. So if you're thinking about it, um, just do it. I guess it'd be easier to set the foundations to be able to build on yeah. before baby gets here or something like that right and it's and it's real focus as well like I'm at the moment I'm trying to learn how to code but that requires like deep concentration I can't be interrupted by my four o'clock alarm saying the kids are home soon go and cook like I, there are certain things that you just you need to just sit and do without being interrupted by breakfast, lunch, mid-morning, mid-afternoon snack, thinking about when they do come home. Like it, it's all of this other pressure that comes in yeah. that wouldn't be there if, you know, if you, if you weren't a parent, you have other pressures, but you, you're able to manage that time. Like it's your decision whether you, whether you follow that pressure or, you know, act on that thing. Whereas as a mum, you have, you've got no choice. You, you have to, you have to feed your children. Okay. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm looking for advice myself. I think there are a couple of things that I've been trying to do now that I have the business and I'm at this stage that would probably help me that I just can't seem to get myself to do. Um, everyone else talks about it. Um, one is having a routine. I, I don't know what that looks like. I have a a semblance of a routine and that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my work days because the kids are at nursery. But again, if one of them is ill for two days, that routine goes out the window. And then I'm personally, I'm more frustrated that I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. And, and then I resent the kids at that point, like being ill, that's, that's ridiculous. So if you can get into a routine that helps you and that you can you can follow but then also give yourself a break if if you don't stick to your routine because what is routine as a mom um I mean I'm sure you've you've felt like that as well you've got a plan for the week and then it goes completely (laughs) bonkers and another thing is like exercise and eating well and these are things that I hear are supposed to be really good for you but I just don't I don't find the time personally. So I think maybe if I had got those things into my life before I started a business and then the business took over, it would be something that I habitually do. Yeah. But now trying to start a new habit whilst I'm in the crux of this massive like workload, it's hard. So just try and do those things beforehand, I guess. I don't know. It's good that you've given a realistic kind of 
approach to the whole thing. Um, because I think, like you said, you hear all these things, but actually putting it into practice is a completely different ball game. Yeah. Um, like even with the routines, you're talking about routines. I've been trying for years to try and get into some kind of routine and it just doesn't happen. My routine starts and finishes according to what's happening in the day. Like I have a list and that list just gets longer and longer and longer. And eventually I get bits done, but it's never in the order that I want to do it. And it's never in the way no. that I want to do it. I always think, oh yeah, by the time it hits 11 o'clock, I love this, this, this done. And it just doesn't. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think the, the quicker we can understand that that list isn't a be all and end all, like mm-hmm. it's, it's there just to help us navigate through the day. It's not there as, okay, this is exactly, it has, yeah. to, it has to, it has to be done. If we don't put that pressure on ourselves, I think that's, that's the biggest kind of thing I think that we can take away from it. Yeah. But then saying that we can think like that, but then I guess the people around us have to also think like that because otherwise that just doesn't help the whole dynamics of everything, right? Yeah. Like you already so like feel bad how, at that you can't finish your, your list, but at the same time, you've got people there telling you, you've not finished your list yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, isn't it? But it's like a never, it's like a never ending list as well. Like, yeah. I think it's really important for people to be forgiving of themselves yeah. because yeah, you've got a to-do list. You might not get it done, but even if you do get things done, I don't know if this is the same with you, you take one thing off but because you've done that you've got 15 other things you need to do <laughs> like on the business side if I like I've got my own you know business goals that every week I have to achieve but ha- achieving them means there's 10 other steps attached to that and it's the same in both sides like I emptied Isla's cupboard <laughs> I now need to empty Aria's cupboard put those things in the loft get the biggest stuff out of the loft, put it in their cupboards, give all everything away to charity. And all that's happened is I took that one thing off the list, but those 15 other things are still there waiting. Yeah. So it's I like, don't know if this happens with you as well. Like you'll start doing something, but then you'll see something else. So you'll start doing that. Then that first thing you started off, it just gets left. And then all the time. you end up just doing like so many other things. And then you'll be like, all right, the yeah. first thing I was supposed to do, just doing it done. <laughs> like it just, exactly. yeah, that, that's how my kind of day navigates through. I find that crossover between when I'm doing something for the house and for the family. And then I see something that comes in from work and I'm like, Oh, I should probably go and do that. Or I'm online doing, I don't know, doing the Asda shop and then something pops up and I'm like, Oh, and then 20 minutes later, (laughs) what was I doing? I can't remember what I was doing. Um, But that's, a mum life be working mum life yeah. and also trying to like trying to run your own business it's just everything is like a big it's a big thing of like it's a big circle of loads and loads and loads of different aspects and um you know you grow at the pace you can so which is not great for someone as impatient as me <laughs> so. but you're doing well so that's I guess that's that's uh very commendable that in amidst all this kind of chaos you're still kind of growing and you know fulfilling your purpose almost yeah I'm trying to but no good on you good on you for actually <laughs> trying I think a lot of people would give up I think I've seen it yeah. that you know people they start something you know they're having to compromise they're having to work around people eventually they lose that spark they don't want to be doing so much and then they'll be like just forget it why am I doing it I get told it now, like, how are you handling so yeah. much? Like, you've got three kids, 
you've got a baking business you know you're now you're doing podcasting like when when do you yeah. find the time to do other things but it's like if you're doing what you enjoy I'd rather yeah. be doing this than work at a nine-to-five dead-end job that I don't enjoy at yeah. least this way yeah it's it's manic most of the time and yeah you're constantly on the go but I don't yeah. think I'd have it any other way I think you know no. at least this way I know I'm building almost something that the kids could fall back on if they want to or yeah exactly you know and I'm, I'm trying to build that life yeah it's, it's going to be hard nothing comes easy right that's worth no, it right? exactly so it will be hard but hopefully in a few years down the line we'd, we'll reap the benefits of yeah. all the hard work and I think, yeah. I think that's that that for me is my driving force like that's all I'm looking at like okay it's hard it's hard but it's fine just keep going keep going keep going one yeah. day eventually hopefully it'll pay off yeah. uh, but till then you just gotta you just gotta grind right you have to yeah no one else can do it for you and yeah like you said you can spend the time building someone else's business or you can focus on your own yeah and yeah now that I'm a few years into it there's there's really no going back um you know there were times where it was really like I would say probably the hardest times is when I just had Isla and Mint and Pink was growing I was still thinking about this next thing but I had a newborn and so I think like those few months I was like I can't do this I just I'm going to go back to work I'm going to find a job like this is impossible no one can do this and honestly at the time that is that's all I was thinking and then um Harshiv was you know every time I'd say that he'd be like it's not what we want it's not it's not what we've chosen to do it's hard now it does get easier um I don't think it gets easier I just think you manage it better I think you're so used to it and you come up with new creative ways to deal with things and so it feels easier but yeah I think yeah yeah I wouldn't I definitely I'm not going back this is this is what we do and you know luckily we're growing and it stays hopefully it stays that way amazing so thank you so much for taking part um, and supporting our podcast um, I'm sure a lot of a lot of moms will relate because um, I think we're all in the same boat we don't talk about it uh, about this invisible load that you touched on and you know yeah. being able to navigate day to day but I think a lot of moms go through it and I think the more we talk about it the more we can kind of help each other support each other hopefully yeah. be able to find a way um, to actually do this without losing ourselves in it but but like I said, you know, nearly two months of trying to get this conversation to happen. I know. Um, I'm glad it's happened and I'm glad I've been able to connect with you. And yeah, uh, me too. Just get your story out there, really. Yeah. So, no, thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. And I think it's, yeah, like you said, I think it's really important that um, we all stick together and hopefully, you know, one person has some advice for someone else that could be life changing. So, yeah, definitely keep going and keep getting the word out on really important things.